Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In this league, college fantasy football podcast with host Scott Bogman, the Gridiron Scholar, John Long, Eric Froten from NBC Sports Search, and Nick Allen, owner of CFB Winning Edge. College Starting now. Welcome to the In This Late Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Bogdan. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogdan Sports. I'm joined, as always, by the Good Iron Scholar, John Lobb, at Good Iron Scholar 91 on the Twitter. Eric is not with us today, uh, a little under the weather, so it's going to be a two-man operation uh, for this show tonight. Johnny, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. I mean, hey, you know, my teams are okay. I turned them around. I didn't, I'll talk about the one league that I'm devastated <laughs> in. I'll talk about that later. But, you know, everything else is going swimmingly. The first marking period at school is over. I'm excited for the final two or three weeks of the college fantasy football season. You know, and I'm halfway through season of level 11 of Shameless. And, oh, my oh, God, it's right. good. It's really good. Um, uh, you see Dexter just came back, too. So You, you know, it's interesting because I loved Dexter the first three years. Loved oh, it. it. It got terrible at the end. It did, right? It, it got, got so bad, bad at the end. Yeah, it got real, real bad at the end. So I'm not surprised that uh, you're not into that because it was so bad. Uh, first, so bad. first episode was pretty. I mean, it's not great. So uh, I feel oh, like okay. I feel like I figured it all out after one. Hopefully not. I hope it has some weird twists and turns. But uh, I'm feeling like I already got it all figured out after one episode. But we'll see. Uh, yeah. Who knows? But um, uh, let's talk about this week, Johnny. It was uh, a strange, strange week. Uh, Longhorns lost for the fourth week in a row, which is just nuts to me. It's not usually they're under 500. Does not happen uh, for the Longhorns. It's coming up. I'm going to that game. But of course, Bijan got hurt. So I'm not sure if he's even going to play or not. Be in, you know, if there's a week to hold him out, you would say it's the Kansas week. <laughs> so who knows going on there? But, you know, you know, uh, a couple of big things happen. Obviously, Purdue uh, taking down Michigan State. They should change their name to the Big Game Hunters. You know, they beat Iowa, who's number two. They beat Michigan State, that's number three. Um, just surprising. Uh, I mean, they're a good team, but to take down those teams. And look, both those teams were probably overrated, right? I mean, I think Iowa definitely. Iowa's got nothing on offense. It's unbelievable. Uh, and Michigan State, <laughs> you could just kind of feel it coming. You know, they had a close call last week, and then. Uh, couldn't get it done this week. So it's not that surprising. Uh, what else stood out to you from week number 10, Gary? Gary, well, I just did a show with Gary. You're John. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I you can't tell that... I'm tired. Can't tell it's a long season for me. You were going to let me just go right over it, too. Well, so. I knew that you would. I know you and we've worked together long enough. I know you do a show with Gary beforehand. Yeah. So I just I was just going to let it flow, move it over, keep <laughs> going, like be cool. You know, uh, yeah, no, call me out on that stuff. That's dumb. Like, I, I mean, I know I'm tired. I know it's late, but I should know that. So come on, you know, uh, only yeah. work with you for, you know, five years. So, you know, <laughs> so a little bit of chirping. We have our little puppies barking and she wants to play. Um, ah, yeah. The Husky here. He wants to play. <laughs> oh, he. Yeah. Yeah. He's a talker. Our last Husky was not a talker. It's a girl. So now I got a boy, and this boy is a talker. He so if you hear, up, huh? I, I apologize <laughs> to all those. But I wanted to say, 
we haven't focused on this because I know people who are listening to our podcast want the information. So I haven't talked much about the Kings Classic, if anyone knows. Um, way in August, we went to um, the uh, Kings Classic event with um, Bob Lung and Canton, Ohio, and I think about six of us in the league showed up for a live draft, and I know people didn't want to hear about it, but the playoffs are here, so I wanted to give a shout out, and I hope the four playoff teams, I hope they're listening because they really very well deserved it, and in full disclosure, my team stunk, I was three <laughs> and seven, I'm embarrassed to finish three and seven, but it is what it is, you got to move on. Um, I've already been reflecting. I will not draft three running backs again. I think that was a big strategic error. I thought there was value, but opening up with three running backs, especially I think the challenge in my book, looking back, with six-point passing touchdowns, Scott, you can't bypass these quarterbacks who are throwing 35-40 touchdowns. It's a really good point, man. What? Yeah. That's a really good point, man. You can just yeah. That, so. The Bailey Zappies, the Tanner Mordecai's, you know, picking up Sam Hartman off the waiver wire. Like when you're throwing 30 touchdowns, it's just so much. If you get five touchdowns for 30 points. So I never got the quarterback situation settled. So that hurt me a lot in that league. I'm already reflecting. We're going to do live. Hopefully <laughs> we're going to get all 12. We might expand to 14 members next year, but that's for another day. Let me congratulate the um, teams that made the playoffs because it's well-deserved. We had 12 great owners in this league, all experts who I I respect their opinion. I respect their knowledge. They all do podcasts or they write. Some do video shows. So by far the best team was definitely Josh. Follow him at CFF Guys on Twitter. Woo! Led the league in scoring. Josh is a killer. Killer, 2,333 points, and he was 9-1, and one, so he gets the number one seed. Congratulations, Josh. Well, well deserved. Number two was my partner on the um, doing the waiver wire gemstones, J.D. Yonke, another teacher. Great, great guy. Met him out in Canton. Met Josh, too, another great guy. They both were out in Canton. J.D. finished number two at 7-3. and three. So he earned the second C. Congratulations, JD. Now I do something different. I learned this from some of the high stakes leagues. Um, and my um, co-worker, Emil Catlick at Football Diehards, kind of does this in all his leagues. So I picked it up because I like it now. The next, the third C is the remaining team with the most points scored. So you take out oh, the top Oh, yeah, I was two. looking at this going, uh, what happened here? Right, right. So I like this because it, it fudges. We've all played fantasy football where you have a great scoring team, you have a very good team, but for whatever reason, you had bad luck, right? So we had CFF Insiders, Justin Heisey. He finished out of the 10 remaining teams. He had 2,198 points scored. So he gets the number three seed. So I, I really like incorporating this rule. If you're listening, it's something you can think about. It It takes away the bad luck of the zero set. surprise at all that Justin uh, was made the playoffs in this league. So, yes, <laughs> uh, we worked with him for a long time. So, yes, well-deserved. Justin's cut. very good. Absolutely. CFF insider. So he gets the number three. Then the number four seed is the Natty Chasers. They call them the Natty Chasers. It's Jared and Xavier. You can follow them on YouTube. I met both of those young men. Now I'm old. They're young men. (laughs) What are they, 35? (laughs) (laughs) They go to the University of Georgia. They actually drove up from Georgia to Ohio. I mean, yeah, it was great. Two great guys. Love their work. Jared was kind enough. JD was at a wedding, so he joined me this week on the waiver wire gemstones column. They're the fourth seat. They're big on Twitter. They, they talk about the league all the time. So, Oh, excellent. Excellent. So those four teams are in and ladies and gentlemen, I bought a championship belt 
It's sitting in my living room. I've been staring at it for the whole season. I want have my to wife, send it off. <laughs> my my wife is like, when the when is the belt leaving? I'm like, you know, it depends if I win the league. Now I can tell her the belt is gone, my love. You can have the living room again. So <laughs> the belt will be shipped to the winners. Um, so I wanted to congratulate all four of those CFF experts, players. We're hoping to expand to 14 teams next summer at the Kings Classic. And, hey, we're, we're going to be promoted in the spring. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. But if you're listening and you want to join us, you want to meet anyone next summer, please meet us at the Kings Classic. So congratulations for the four teams that made it. And Scott was in the league. So Scott was in it with us all. I was dead last. Me and, me and CK, dead and last in that league. We had the worst luck. Like, uh, it, it's funny. You know, and I know CK is going to blame himself for drafting the team, but I looked at this roster and I went, I think this might be the best roster of my three that I have is the one that CK drafted. And it just had the worst luck. We had Ulysses Bentley. We were counting on. He was terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, we made some decent pickups, but we just couldn't buy a win. So I have uh, one we question. Dead Scott. last. Yeah. One question. Did you ever have your man, Frank Harris? I'm I have him in both other leagues. Oh! So. Uh, and by the way, I know yeah. you listened to the show with Nick. Yeah. I, I are you in that CFB winning edge league? No, or? I'm not. I okay. just I didn't have the just yeah. didn't have the time. Gotcha. Well, I mean, we might have we might have a it's like a, open. So isn't it a 50 man dynasty league? No, it's not like, 50 man. It's 20. That one's 20. So. Oh, 20. But how many men on a roster? Sorry. Uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like okay. 50. So uh, I'm second in that league and I won by Woo! four points because Frank Harris went nuts late and uh, uh, Romeo Dubs scored a touchdown late. That's the only reason. And I didn't do a trade with a guy, Bainbridge, that I was like, I'm going to get screwed. I'm going to only four teams out of 20 make the playoffs. And yeah. I've been in fifth until last week. So I finally got up to second after a couple teams lost. But um, I mean, uh, I'm leading in points in that league and uh, I'm second. And I just, I really needed to win last week because this week I play a guy that's 0, 0 for 10. So it would be something catastrophic if I don't beat him. Right. So I put up 200 plus points every single week, it seems. So, um, but, uh, but I needed to win this week and I just had resigned my fact that he'd bat on my picks. Uh, I think I lost in the ITL league, which uh, Clint is winning, by the way. Uh, I'll go over that in a second. But, yeah, I, I survived by four points I won. so Awesome, dude. And, and a lot of it was Frank Harris. But in, in our league, in the ITL listener league, we yeah. got Clint at one. Uh, Justin uh, is at two. They're both uh, eight and two. I'm at eight and two as well, but I have the third most points. I don't even have the third most points. I think I have the fourth or the fifth most points, even if that. Um, but CK is at four. Uh, Tim is at five, and Aaron is at six right now. But we played this week, and then four. I Actually, yeah, I think it is only four make the playoffs in this one, too. So we only do the two-week playoff, the 12 and 13. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how it goes. But, uh, yeah, um, in the playoffs of my other two leagues, but the Kings Classic just come, you know, you those guys just completely owned us this year. It wasn't even close. So, <laughs> Hey, we've all – look, if you play – I just realized it was my 14th year playing college wow. fantasy football, 33 years playing NFL fantasy football. You're all – you're going to experience that type of team. It just right. – everything you're like, oh, my God, I lost all three running backs. My quarterback gets bent. Like, just – you're like, what happened? But I'll say, Scott, how good has Frank Harris been for – Dude, he's like, been great. I traded for him in CFP Winning Edge. Oh, you uh, did? I did. I did a lot around week three or four because Ooh. I was like, all right, I've won three straight, uh, but I have – I need quarterbacks. Like, my quarterback yeah. is bad. So, um, so I got him. By the way, just as we're recording this, USC Cal canceled because – this weekend because of COVID. So um, – <sighs> Is it uh, all on the Cal side? And on the Cal side, yeah. yeah. So I think I think USC gets a forfeit win for that now. So I think it's the way we're doing it. We oh. haven't really seen that rule play out, but I I, I think we uh, we get that. But I mean, I got look. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm good at, at college fantasy football, but I'm not good. I'm not as good as half those guys. You know, got our ass kicked in the in in the uh, Kings Classic League. Uh, but I got lucky on a lot of stuff. Having like Travis Die, I had back, you know, just on my roster. And uh, CJ Verdell goes down. And Travis Die has some enormous. Oh, he's been for me. so good, dude. I drafted Jareth Stearns uh, this year. 
and uh, late too. Uh, so he has been an enormous part. So, uh, but trading for the uh, trading for the quarterbacks is kind of what because I had Adrian Martinez and he was garbage the first three weeks. I mean, he got benched, right? Yeah. So, um, and then I had Jaden Daniels who hasn't been good recently, but Oof. he's good before. So, um, but yeah, so, um, my team's okay, but I don't know. I just want to get into a money spot. I make the playoffs and I, I win. I definitely double up my entry. So that's, uh, Hey, that's all I'll I take always that. Want, right. want to be in the red. If I'm in that's the right. red and all the leagues at the end of the year, I'm happy. Like Absolutely. that's, you know, Hey, Frank Harris is a good pick because he's been playing great down the stretch. So you probably got him in a good trade value and yeah. it's definitely, definitely helped you. So I know we talked a lot about our leagues, but we don't usually do that. So hopefully you're right, still man. enjoying the show, everyone. Let's <laughs> talk about what we're really here for. Scott asked me off the air before we came on, did I watch the Texas game? And I said, eh, I didn't really, I got to admit, I didn't watch it. Not that interested. You know Why? The ACC. I, it's, I'm just going to beat this drum forever. If you did not see North Carolina Wake Forest, holy crap. This was <laughs> 113 points scored. Scott, I've never seen defense played so bad. I've seen a lot of bad defense. Yeah. I'm a UConn fan. This was unbelievable. I picked the under. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked the under. Look at it. I mean, Wake it was over Forest. at halftime. Yeah. Ugh. This is crazy. A.T. Perry caught a 66-yard touchdown. I was so pumped. I have them all over the place. They go up 45-27, to 27, Wake Forest. Scott, they lose this game 58-55. I have never seen such bad defense. It is crazy. I mean, Ty Chandler, basically Sam Howell was having a game for the ages. And then somewhere, somehow, the North Carolina coaching staff started to run the ball. And they said, they literally can't block us. They literally cannot block us. You always talk about how bad Texas is. I've seen UConn play terrible defense. Mm -hmm. Ty Chandler had three fourth quarter touchdowns, Scott. And And they broke like eight tackles on all of them. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I mean, to see that, I, I, I was stunned. I mean, it was great for fantasy. I mean, and I wonder how many DFS lineups were completely turned around or if a GPP, did they have Ty Chandler? I mean, you went to having a yeah. Kenneth Walker day. And and that, that's one where you, you watch your green turn into red real fast on that. So Yeah, I uh, mean, he yeah. was unbelievable. So I absolutely loved that game. And, of course, the other ACC game that I was all in, mostly because I have a lot of players in it, too. Miami, Georgia Tech, that was a good game, Scott. 33-30. to Miami, we talked a little bit about this last week. They got something going on, Scott. Tyler Van Dyke, Jalen Knighton are good. Now, I think Rambo's going to leave. Isn't he at the end? I mean, I know he was at Oklahoma for a long time. Yeah, I, I think this might be his last year of eligibility. So they do need to get either acquire a transfer wide receiver. Maybe they have someone, you know, further down the depth chart who could replace him. But the Hurricanes are playing very good football with fantasy implications. Jalen Knighton has been one of the best players over the last month at running back. And I love him because he's a pass catcher, Scott. He catches, so you get those, you know, he gets like three for 30. Sometimes he had one big um, touchdown reception that was huge, I think, last week. And I don't know what Georgia Tech did, but they finally figured out how to use Jameer Gibbs. Dude, it was killing me in the Kings Classic the first four or five weeks. But Jameer Gibbs has been so good down the stretch here. And they're using him in the passing game. Now, part of it is Jeff Sims has come back. So there's definitely the factor. They're a better team with Jeff Sims. But Jameer Gibbs is playing very good football also. Love that Miami-Georgia Tech game. I thought it was a monster game. The ACC has just been giving us these week after week, all year long, just incredible football games. And, Scott, I have to say, why is no other conference doing what the MAC does? 
I feel like there should be – the Sun Belt should do Thursday or Friday nights. I'm not saying you go on Wednesday, but this Tuesday, Wednesday, late when it's only conference games is just simply spectacular, fun <laughs> college fantasy football. They are I mean, great. The matching has been particularly good this year. Unbelievable. And if I was the Sun Belt, I would do all my games like on Thursday night because right. I think you could get some ratings – like the Barrier Sun Belt game on a Saturday is just no one. It's not getting watched. At least do them on Fridays. Uh, yes, I, they do. Yeah. They do have some games on Fridays. But I would do look at the Mac. This is unbelievable. Last week, and where the Mac actually was kicked off as Scott and I are recording. But here's the scores: Ball State Akron fifty six, Central Michigan Western Michigan seventy two. Miami of Ohio, Ohio, 68. Northern Illinois, Kent State, 99. And Eastern Michigan, Toledo, 101. I mean, Scott, it's just such fun football to watch, especially on a rant. You know, when I get off the air with you, I'll go watch some Mac football and then tomorrow. And we had alluded to it. So I love the Mac. I think it's a great. It's so much fun. It is. I'm surprised no one else. If someone takes my idea or someone got power in the Sun Belt Conference, feel free <laughs> to take the idea because I do think it just works so well. Now, you can't do it early in the year because it has to be all conference games right. all the time. So I understand. Yeah, that and you right have now. to have like if you play on a Tuesday, you know, um, it, it's almost like getting a bye week, you know. It is. So you, you can't play the Saturday before. You have to do it after a bye week, too. So it's a whole thing. It does take a little scheduling, but they, hey, the Mac did it and it works. And the one team, we talked about this in the summer. We talked about it early. But right now in the AP poll, UTSA is 15 in the country. We're talking about Frank Harris. Now, do I believe that if they were in the ACC, are they going to be undefeated? No, I'm not. not I'll say maybe. Uh, I mean, I mean, look at with Frank Harris, sincere McCormick, Zachary Franklin, Joshua Cephas. They're fun as heck to watch. They are. I, they they are really fun. Now the schedule. I think I read it's in the bottom ten for like you it's know how they do like yeah right the power rankings. Now they did beat Memphis. They beat Western Kentucky. That so Memphis they, uh, game was, uh, I don't know if you remember that one, but that one, because I bet on it. I remember it. So uh, uh, I, I was, uh, I wanted the over and I think the over was uh, 59 and uh, no, it was 54. Oh, Christ, I can't remember what it was, but it was whatever probably. it was, all I needed was it to go to overtime and one team to score a touchdown and I, and I get it. And, and you didn't get uh, it. No, it was tied, and UTSA nailed like a 49-yard walk-off field goal in Memphis to win that game after a couple screwy plays that got him in field goal range, and I was pissed. I was I I wanted uh, him I wanted him to miss that kick so we'd get to overtime and get my over, and it didn't happen. So you know, so I understand their schedule, but you know, Scott, they did go into Illinois and beat Illinois, and we yeah. didn't. And we didn't know Illinois was going to be that bad. That was week one for them, and that was Illinois coming off the win against Nebraska. So yes. That, so that was an impressive win there, too. Yes, and Memphis is still Memphis. You know, they're not great, but they're good. And Western Kentucky, they outscored Western Kentucky. Point and for point Happy. with WKU, yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm wondering if they go undefeated and win the Conference USA title game, Will they get a January 1st invite? I think they deserve one. I don't, I don't think they will. It. But but I tell you what, regardless of, you know, how they finish, unless Frank Harris or McCormick or somebody get hurt, yeah, that's, that's going to be the most interesting bowl game. I thought oh. of the most, you know, you put them up against a power five team that's yeah. kind of middling, you know, UTSA in Texas. That's an interesting game. You know no what I mean? Question. So uh, I think, I mean, Texas has to get the bowl eligibility for God's sake, but. Uh, we'll see if that happens, but uh, you know uh, it, they're uh, they're a good squad. So I, I'm absolutely and Frank Harris absolutely saved me. That second touchdown run was huge for me, and then the <laughs> Dubs touchdown late put me over the top. So wait, uh, so I, you know I was just looking. I think Harris. I saw he had an 18 to three touchdown 
on the interface show. And he's got four rushing touchdowns, 346 yards rushing. Yeah, two yeah, last week. Two, wow. two of those rushes were last week. Oh, so no. yeah, that, that's ah. absolutely what saved me was those rushes. But yeah, he can move, man. Uh, I, I love watching Frank Harris. He's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, any anything else on this week or is that everything? That is it, my good friend. All right, let's go to the high over-under games here. And we start uh, with some action. Kent State at Central Michigan. I believe that game is Wednesday evening. Uh, uh, Johnny, uh, 74 and a half is the over, uh, central Michigan by three. What do you like in this game? Is there anyone? Well, so Lou Nichols is a must start, man. He's been good too, especially like the last month. He's been unbelievable. I actually watched that game. Daniel Richardson. I remember on last week's podcast, I said, I wasn't really interested in the quarterback at central Michigan. I ended up watching that. Daniel Richardson's <laughs> got some skills. Now Not it's bad. Hard. Yeah. You know, it's hard to tell when you're playing Mac defenses, but from a fantasy standpoint, if you're absolutely desperate, let's keep an eye on him. You know, he does have a Mac conference schedule down the stretch here. And I think Khalil Pimpleton is a must start. Ja'Cory Sullivan. Oh, did he have two kick returns last week? Yeah, he was great. He, He had a very outstanding game. He's a must start in my book. Ja'Cory Sullivan, Dallas Dixon, you can definitely start both of them if you want to do that. And boy, is Kent State just unbelievable. Love Dustin Crumb, obviously. You need a running back. Marquez Cooper. Man. He's playing. He's been good down the stretch here. He's a little up and down, but I think in this max schedule with Dustin Crumb, with that read option, I like Cooper a lot. And Dante Cephas is a must-start, in my opinion, yeah. right now, if he's available. Yeah, Dante Cephas has been uh, great. Woo! So uh, the next game up here is UNC on the road against Pitt. Pitt's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. You just got done talking about Pitt and, and um, or I mean, uh, talking about UNC and Wake Forest. 74 is the over. And so we have 74-and-a-half, 74, and then the next high, which we'll get to in a second, 66-and-a-half. So it is a big drop-off. After these games, I don't know how you could take the under in this game. Uh, both these teams have been playing towards the over. <laughs> both of them have good offenses and suspect defenses. What do you think of this one, John? So first, Scott, I, I heard you ask me last week to do some NFL draft stuff with you on podcast. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to break down Kenny Pickett further. Mm. The I'll say this. There is a wide range wide range of opinions on Kenny Pickett's NFL draft potential. <laughs> I have a second round grade. I still have to dig more into him and I'm opening to changing my mind. So I totally, you know, it's not done my analysis, but I didn't have him as a second rounder back in August, please. So he's moved up a ton. I think he's in that Andy Dalton, Derek Carr bucket with maybe some upside, but yes, that's a different story. Must start. He's turned around fantasy teams. A player I picked up and I posted it on Twitter, Jared Wayne. I ended, He scored a touchdown. I think he had 80 yards receiving on four receptions. Scott, he's a tweener. He started as a tight end. He's like 235, 240 pounds, but he's 6'5". And they've been playing him at wide receiver with Tysir Mack out. He's the type of player you can go and get if you want. And North Carolina, we know. Chandler, Howell. Josh Downs absolutely must start. I don't see how you could take the under. It might be a trap, but the yeah. AC, you know, the ACC has been giving us gold all year. I'm not stopping now. I mean, it's just too good. I mean, Howells, I think Howell wants to be the number one quarterback. So I expect Howell to play very well down the stretch here. And he's got a cannon. So, oh, um, but the I'm, skills are great. He, he's, He's got a lot of work to do to get up to that uh, first spot. I, I read today uh, my guy CK, who, who who's a big uh, draft Nick too. Uh, he said that, um, or he posted a tweet that said it was someone was talking to the scouts and they said ten players from this draft would have gone one overall in the twenty twenty one draft, which is interesting. Oh, they're they're not as good. It's not as good. You don't but think this year is as good as last year? The quarterbacks? Or oh, the, the quarterbacks are definitely not. I just mean uh, overall. Okay. I, I thought, yeah. Uh, I, like Thibodeau, I mean Thibodeau. Oh no, no, there's defensive guys and there's offensive linemen. There's 
There's talent, but not at the quarter. There's five teams who are desperate at quarterback. <laughs> it's you know, it's going to yeah. be a struggle. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'm hoping that maybe Malik Willis falls to where Pittsburgh is picking, but I you know also Pittsburgh, don't want him to start next year if we draft him. But Pittsburgh's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Pickett could be their guy too. I know you he know, might be there Pittsburgh late in the first round. He might be there late in the first round. I don't know if the Steelers are going to be picking late. I think they might be picking well, in the middle somewhere. We'll see. You're right. Playing well right now, but but I mean, yeah. and also the reps are helping them out, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, another uh, G5 game here. Uh, Arkansas State on the road against uh, uh, Louisiana Monroe. I can't believe ULM is a three-point favorite here. Uh, 66 and a half is the over. This is a gross game. I don't know. You know, I was looking at the rosters, and I don't know how ULM is, is even scoring points because you look at the rosters. Well, they've been scoring points, but they can't stop anyone. I no, bet no, on these goddamn can't. losers two weeks in a row. I bet on them two weeks in a row, John, and they've let me down both weeks, and now <laughs> they're favored? No way in hell. Not a I chance I'll take them. No way. I don't get it because – Chandler Rogers, like I, I, I want to recommend him, Scott. But then I just look and I'm like, I well, he got benched and Jaya Wright came in two weeks ago and looked amazing. I and know. then this week they go right back to Chandler uh, and they lose. So I don't yeah, know. yeah, I, I'm like, I can't recommend starting him. And then the I don't like any of their running backs. I don't like so I, I don't know where the points are coming from. Right now, Arkansas State. Yes, they have talent on the other side. Obviously, Rucker, Forum, and Tavalence, Hunt. You can play any of those three wide receivers. Because Scott just said it. ULM cannot stop. Tavalence Hunt might have 350 yards receiving this week. I would not yes. be shocked. Yes. And Lane Hatcher might get four or five touchdowns in this game. Right. But I really, I don't think I would pick up a UL, ULM guy. I, I, I have leagues. 14 teams, like 20-man rosters, and I don't think there's a ULM player on a team in those leagues. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're bad. They're not great. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. And, uh, you know, the the success goes from different player to different player on a weekly basis here pretty much. So uh, they've been scoring, but uh, Rich Rod, uh, I hate him. Uh, NC State on the road against Wake Forest here. Um, for whatever reason, I didn't even put who's favored in this game, but 66 and a half is the over and I will find, uh, let me look real quick. Wake, uh, wake force is a two point favorite. So it's a very close game here. Who do you like in this one? Gary, uh, Gary, God damn it. I did it again. John, John, who do you like in this game? Jesus Christ. So uh, obviously one player, I don't think we mentioned him. I think in last week's sleepers, Eric had mentioned him. But in our conversation, Devin Larry, he's playing good fantasy football lately. I see him available on a wide number of um, waiver wires. Let me check. I was going to check Devin Leary. I was just looking at him the other day. Let's see. Um, he is owned on 34%. And lately, Scott, these numbers, 36, 36, 31 and 28 fantasy points in the last month. He's, if you need a quarterback this week, I like Devin Larry because here's the deal, Scott. We've talked about it. We know Wake Forest is going to put up at least yeah. 40. And, and give up know, at least 40. And we know Wake Forest <laughs> can't stop anyone. I don't see how Larry, knock on wood, we, I've been wrong in the past, but 300 yards and three or four touchdowns seems like Bare minimum floor in this game. Good replacement if you have Casey Thompson, that's for sure. Yes. So because I don't know who's going to start a quarterback for Texas this week. So yeah, uh, I mean, if you don't know, I clearly don't. I I, I cut Thompson <laughs> now. I'm done. Yeah. I gave him a shot. It didn't I don't work blame out. you. Mecca Amizi, Devin yeah. Carter, Thayer Thomas, those wide receivers. I would go in that order, see if any of them are available. We know for a fact that Wake Forest is going to throw the football. And I mentioned it last week. A.T. Perry, he's great. I still don't understand why he's floating around anywhere. He's as good as Jakari Robertson. In that game. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're 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 both great. So, uh, great. NFL level. Now, out, you, so. 
Now, Christian Beale Smith is questionable. I don't know. I like him. You know what I you know what the problem is, Scott? He has no ceiling. Yeah. He, he's not going to score three touchdowns. He's a floor he's player a nice, for sure. Yeah, you know, he is what he is, which is fine, but he doesn't have that four touchdown out. They just don't run the ball enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm absolutely with you on that. I, I don't think I can mess with him. Um, Notre Dame, a five-point favorite uh, on the road against Virginia. 64-and-a-half is here. Anybody extra to pick up in the ACC matchup? Well, I should, shouldn't say ACC matchup because Notre Dame isn't in the ACC yet, but I think they will be soon. But uh, what do you think? So I'm out on the Notre Dame quarterbacks. Jack Cohn, you know, he's had his moments, but they've been playing Tyler Buckner a couple plays. Michigan's doing the same thing which could limit you near the goal line. And I'll say this, Scott, we were hard on Notre Dame early in the year. I didn't think their offensive line was playing very well, and Kyren Williams got off to a slower start. Well, let me tell you, they fixed that problem in Notre Dame. I think their offensive line is much better. Kyren Williams, wow, he's good. You know, don't say he's little. He is built. He is tough. (laughs) And he, he's good. He's an NFL back. Now, I don't know if he's a third or fourth round pick. We'll see where he gets selected. But, man, can he be special. Kevin Austin, if you need someone, I don't mind him as a wide receiver. I'm not sure if I would do it. But if you're desperate, because here's the thing. They're playing Virginia. Virginia can't stop anyone either. So you're probably going to get a t- one or two touchdown passes out of this no- Notre Dame passing game. I like Kevin Austin there. And Michael Meyer, can we please get Michael Meyer back in the end zone? I know <laughs> I know you got injured, but you were so good and you've kind of yeah, I get it, you know. He hasn't been himself. We need him back into the end zone. And Scott, this is the week against Virginia. Virginia is just awful. But this whole game is relying on one player right now in my book. That's Brennan Armstrong. Is he going to play? Yeah. I know. I I searched 3 Local newspapers online. <laughs> yeah. I was out on Did you have to pay three ninety nine for any of them? I hate. No, that. I'm way too cheap. I just love yeah. what I found. Right? You can't pay three ninety nine for every local paper that asks you. You'll uh, be paying six thousand dollars in uh, yes. paper fees. Every yes, night, I so. I literally can't do it. So, but what it says is he's one hundred percent questionable. I did get no, 100% one quote. questionable. That's great. I got one quote. He says he's feeling better and he can walk now. So the fact that he oh, wasn't walking walk. before yeah. is more worrisome than I thought it was. But he says he can now walk. So that's a good sign. But look, I can't tell you. I'm, I have Dontavian Wicks on a ton of teams and Jelani Woods. Scott, the whole thing to me, if they start, is going to depend on Brendan Armstrong. Right. I'm, not, I'm not playing them. If they don't have Armstrong in the game of quarterback, that's that to me. It's just I can't recommend anyone without Armstrong throwing the football. Who goes in? I guess it would be Wolfuck. Uh, uh, I uh, he replaced him last time, Jay Wolfuck. Uh, yeah, he was two of five for 35 yards last time, so he had two rushes for six yards. So, not we just don't know enough about him. We don't to, know enough. Uh, to throw him in if he's going to be the starter. So. In my fantasy playoffs, I mean, there are quarterbacks. You So, look, I've already been searching the waiver wire, and we're <laughs> going to talk about him in the sleeper section, and we've been talking tonight. I'm going to – I have quarterbacks in place if Armstrong can't go. I, I You just have to be ready for that. And if I had a bet, if I'm a betting man, then I like to bet a little bit. I don't think Armstrong goes this week, but I could be wrong. I mean, reading what I've read – doesn't look overly optimistic in my book. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm dead wrong. Yeah, me too. Uh, the last game here um, uh, with a high over Maryland on the road against Michigan State. Michigan State, 13-point favorite. 63-and-a-half is the over here, uh, Johnny. Who do we like in this game? You know, you got to like the Maryland passing game. Only Michigan State is so bad. They're dead right? last. Dead, Dead last. last in college football against the pass. I think it was 328 yards a game or something they're giving up. I mean, it's, I actually it, have it pulled up. I'll give it to you in a second here. Okay. Um, it is 326.7. And the next highest yeah, yeah. is 308 by Duke. Then Kent State, 
Georgia, Southern Florida, National Hawaii, SMU, New Mexico State, Tulane, Bandy, uh, UCLA. These are the teams that they're competing with. That's so then, a bad company. That's yeah, bad. That's bad company, dude. Bad. <laughs> so I actually have a three quarterback league. Tiger Viola, I'm playing him. I played him on yeah. and off. He's he's up and down. I know he's frustrated me this year, but in this matchup, Scott, you could do a lot worse than to his younger brother. Now, the interesting wide receiver, and I'm not, you know, I think you'd have to be desperate. But it, I, and I don't know enough about him. Carlos Chieri, two weeks ago against Indiana, he had eight catches, 134 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, he put up a stinker against Penn State last week, two for 23. But he's an interesting player. And, Scott, I think Rakeem Jarrett is one of the most disappointing receivers I've had this year. Yeah, I'm, he's. it's been rough. It's been rough. Unbelievable. Now, obviously, Kenneth Walker might win you a playoff game this week. I think he's he, he was off last week. He might get three or four touchdowns again against this Maryland uh, defense. Peyton Thorne, loved him early. I don't think I would start him right now because, Scott, we know what they want to do. They're going to run the football with Walker, which limits Thorne's upside. I don't think I can play him. The only wide receiver I like, Jaden Reed, I would feel okay playing him because they do like to take their shots over the top. So I could see Reed having like, you know, six receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown. But he's the only wide receiver I would take. Yeah, I like that call too. Uh, Well, that's it for the high over-under games, Johnny. Let's go to the Fantastic Four. And you fired up. Who you got? You know, I didn't even realize this because we were talking, but my quarterback, my Mr. Fantastic, is Devin Larry. Thirty. Oh, he went (laughs) up. So right now I had him when I did the research this morning, he was on 31% of teams. Now he's at 34%. So other people are listening or thinking or looking at the same numbers. Love Devin Larry, my Mr. Fantastic against Wake Forest. And how good is Braylon Ander Allen of Wisconsin, my friend? Yeah. Holy man. You know, um, oh, my God, who did we have early in the year? Who did we think was going to be the running back at Wisconsin? Um, uh, Malusi got it. I can't remember who the other guy was now. I'll, yeah, I'll find we dra- it. What? I'll find it. I'll find it. Uh, okay. And he's not even with the team anymore. Um, then Malusi got the job. But Malusi's basically gone right now. Well, I shouldn't say he. I think he was injured, but he but he's splitting. He's a, he's a little nicked up. Um, yes, I'm trying to find who this uh, uh, Jalen Berger. Uh, That's Berger. it. Or and Nakia Watson was in there too. He had a little experience too. But uh, yeah, they they both transferred out. Yeah, Braylon Anderson, Scott. The last five games: 129, 104, 140, 108, 131 rushing. The only thing that's disappointing. He's he hasn't had that three or four touchdown game, but Scott he plays Northwestern this week. In Northwestern, they are they, they are the Michigan State against the run. Now they're not as <laughs> they're, they're not as bad as Missouri, but they're no up there. one's as bad as Missouri. No one's as bad as Missouri, but Braylon Anderson is due for like that three touchdown game. You know it's coming. The Northwestern. 125th in the country against the run. And actually, there is one team worse than Missouri, Arkansas State, 270. No, they're actually yards. worse. They're worse oh. by, by three, uh, three and a half yards. So it's Arkansas State, Missouri, Kansas, Stanford, UMass, Northwestern. Northwestern worse than Akron and Temple and South Florida against the run. <laughs> so right now, Braylon and... Scott, he's available. Oh, this morning. This is, I love that they run waiver wires at different times. It's not like NFL. It's not as rigid. When I did Braylon Anderson this morning, he was at 11%. Right now, he is at 22%. So people have been identifying on the waiver wire Braylon Anderson. So if you need a running back, I love Braylon Anderson. This It's Anders, right? Isn't it Braylon Anders? Oh, am I doing it? 
No, yeah. Allen. Oh, Bra- Bra- Braylon Allen. Right, right, right. My bad. Bra- Braylon Allen is his name, not Anderson. So just... Love him against Northwestern here. I mean, you're guaranteed almost 100 yards and touchdown. Knock on wood. He doesn't get injured. But that's your floor. And if he does get that two or three touchdowns over the 170, you are golden. Love him there. And I can't believe I was getting ready. I was doing my DFS lineups last um, Saturday morning. And I got so lucky. I think it's your friend CK. I saw on his Twitter feed, he had posted that Garrett Wilson did not fly to the game against Nebraska. I'm like, whoa, whoa. A lot of that stuff happening this time of year, man. A lot of that happening. So So I immediately, I'm like, wait, what's going on? You know how you like, you have that rush? Yeah, yeah, that panic, right. And also I'm like, wait a second. Jackson Smith Najigba is going to play for Ohio State, dude. I switched out one of the SMU receivers. I was going to play like Ray Rice or Danny Gray, depending on the lineup. I switched them all out for Najigba. Oh, my God. He said the Ohio State went nuts, dude. 15 receptions is an Ohio State record. He broke David Boston's records. I mean, this is serious stuff. And he looked great against Nebraska. Watch that game. He looked fantastic. As of this morning, 34% ownership. Let's see what he's up to right now. Because I'm going to guess he's gone up over the day. 43%. So in, in from this morning to now, he's gone from 34 to 43. You've got to get him. We don't know Garrett Wilson. Scott, I've been searching for Garrett Wilson. We don't even know why he didn't yeah, fly out. No yet. idea. Yeah. They won't say nothing. He I think could- they said it, it's an undisclosed injury. I think that's what uh, they said in the press conference. So that, that tells uh, we'll me nothing. See. Yeah, it does. It, <laughs> right. it tells you exactly, Dick. Right. So what if what if he's out for the year? I don't know. I'm just like, look it, you gotta get. The Jackson, he's unbelievable. So he's my human torches. He's playing Purdue. I think this is a smash spot after Purdue just had the upset, right? You then have to play the Buckeyes. I think it's a little bit of shootout. Purdue's going to score. Purdue's going to score points against Ohio State. They should be able to put up points. So I love him in this spot. He's my human torch and my invisible girl. I mentioned it with um, Miami earlier. You need a quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke. You could do a lot worse. He's been Tyler. great. He's been He's so been, good. Look at the, who's the kid, Jeff. Uh, who's the Miami quarterback, the, the high recruit? Let me see. Who does Miami have? Because they had a quarterback in which they love. Oh, the other guy that got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I know who you're talking about. Um, he might not end up, he might transfer out because. Tyler Van Dyke's a sophomore. Oh, Jake Garcia. Sorry, Jake Garcia. They were high on him. Scott, can you not play Tyler Van Dyke right now with the numbers he's putting up? And if they keep winning? He's a great start. He's absolutely a great start. I'm with you on that for sure. He's got 10 touchdowns the last three games. He's playing Florida State. He's only on 18%. (laughs) Oh, let's see. (laughs) <laughs> he went from 18% to 20% ownership, Scott. My invisible girl this week is Tyler Van Dyke, Miami quarterback against Florida State. Uh, obviously, Eric, uh, not with us tonight. So uh, for me, uh, I'm going to go with Chris Reynolds for uh, Charlotte. They are um, they're going to play La Tech this week. La Tech not great against the pass. And Chris Reynolds has been fantastic. Uh, oh, he, he's hit or miss uh, Florida Atlantic. He was bad, but Louisiana Tech's bad against the pass. And he has, uh, against Florida international, he's 34.22 points, 46 points against middle Tennessee, 22.6 last week against rice. So I think Chris Reynolds could have a huge game for Charlotte against La tech. Uh, my running back here, I go Shamari Jones for coastal Carolina against Georgia state. Uh, obviously with Grayson McCall down, they're going to be running the ball more and more and more. Uh, over the last uh, couple games here, his low is 14.8 uh, points against App State in their one loss. Uh, in September uh, or October 7th in their wins, 18.6, 21.5, 15.6 against Georgia Southern. And I think they'll have to run the ball more this week as well. So look for Shamari Jones. I didn't know anything about this guy. Um, 
Tyron Smith watching UTEP and UTSA. And I, I believe he's still, you know, under 1% rostered, but his last two weeks, John, he's just so fast. He got, he got the ball and scored a touchdown in the game against UTSA. And I was like, who the hell is this kid for UTEP? <laughs> and I looked him up. Uh, four uh, catches for 114 yards and a touchdown against Florida Atlantic uh, two weeks ago. And then this week against UTSA, three catches for 91 yards and two touchdowns. If you have seven touchdowns in the last two weeks and three or seven uh, touches and three touchdowns, they need to give this kid the ball a couple more times, you would think. Scott, uh, he's averaging 22 and a half yards of reception on 18 reception. He's a home run hitter. You're right. He's on 0% right now. Yeah. Right. So you're in a deeper league. You're looking for a guy. I think he's absolutely one you can look for. He has uh, speed on speed on speed. And this is my favorite guy because I'm going to ask John to say his name. Uh, John, please pronounce the tight end for Maryland. Uh, I, I, would I would love to hear you uh, pronounce his name. Let's put you on the spot here. This is just for the listeners, just for the hardcore. <laughs> yeah, be because he loves you. That's right. Because I love you. Chickazima Okanoa. I, that's not bad. I think it's Chickazim uh, Okonkwo, uh, oh. I believe is how you say it. But okay. uh, he is a high recruit tight end to Maryland. Oh. Hasn't got very involved uh, so far uh, this year. He had one game where he had two games over 10 points. He had a three for 23 and a touchdown against Iowa, uh, five for 56 against Ohio State. But last week against Penn State, 12 catches for 85 yards. And I think uh, after you have an enormous week like that, if you're desperate for a tight end, I think you could do worse than a Conquo. So I, I like him a lot. So that is my fantastic four. Time to go to the negative zone, John. What do you got? I'm going to put all of the ADs, the athletic director, <laughs> in the negative zone. And I'm going to – this story I don't think is getting enough publicity. And I love college football, and, you know, I like public universities. They have – if you read this report, there is $533 million of dead money going to football coaches who don't coach oh. in the last decade. Do people realize that this is taxpayer money, yeah. student fees, $533 million? Scott, you know I love college football. What is go I'm a teacher. What is going on when we can't get programs for young adults but $533 million this year? Eight coaches have been fired <clears throat> since November before November 5th. And I don't know if they're counting Gary Patterson. I wasn't sure when he officially stepped down. Was he fired? Like, I'm not sure if he's in that eight. So it could be nine. But these are public schools. And they did the research. If you don't know, there's a thing called state open record laws. So we don't know what Notre Dame is paying for dead money. We don't know what USC, which I understand they're private institutions. They, right. don't have, they don't have to report that, which I'm totally, there's a difference between a public and a private school. I'm talking public schools. You're going to be, well, you might not be shocked. Texas has paid out $21.5 million in dead money to coaches, Scott. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Auburn, $31 million. Nebraska. 26 million. Kansas, how is this possible? Kansas. <laughs> Who is getting that much money at Kansas? 20 million in dead money. Is this just football coaches or yeah. is this other? No, 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 football and basketball. And ba Okay, okay. But, ba but Kansas has had the same basketball coach the whole yeah, sure. time. Right? Yeah, I think they he just retired, right? Roy Williams. Yeah. Yeah, so, but I mean, this is great. Mississippi, 20 million. And here's the two biggest ones this year. Well, I guess Gus Malzone got $21 million buyout. And Ed Ogeron gets $17 million. Every AD at a public university who's spending taxpayers' money like that, Scott, they're in the negative zone. So they need to fix this. That's just... We have young adults who need an education and they're spending that much money on coaches yeah. who don't coach. Oh my God. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's uh, that seems like way too much money. Much, much, much too much money. Look, I'll, I'll stick to a more traditional negative zone. I'm going to put Baylor in there. Uh, oh, look, I was going to, but I dude, Baylor it pissed me off so much this week. I just thought that was a lock against TCU. <laughs> yeah. And look, Nick warned me, and I know my guy, the Welsh, was like, I don't know, because he follows uh, uh, another prognosticator who liked TCU this week. A lot of teams respond when their head coach gets fired, but. Not only what was Patterson let go, but they also had to Dugan was out. So they had to oh, go to right. a first time starter in Morris. And uh, you know, they beat Baylor, who was undefeated. So I, I was just super surprised that Baylor ch choked that game away. It seemed like, you know, not an easy win, but a very, very winnable game. So I was very surprised to see Baylor go down. So Baylor, you are in the negative zone um a bold prediction time johnny what do you got all right got a nice three team parlay now you don't always have to do all three in a parlay i've been pretty good i'm getting like two out of three every week yeah i've been terrible crazy. so but so it drives me crazy but i also do a parlay and i usually bet the individual games because i like i like the individual bets also and doing them in a parlay is obviously more difficult but better payout anyways number one I love Syracuse versus Louisville. They're getting three points with Garrett Schrader and Sean Tucker. They are killing the clock. They hit big home runs. When they when they take that read option and they just blow out the defense, Scott, they get like 50-yard touchdowns, these two guys. They're, they're dangerous in the red zone. I don't think people – look, they're not a great team, but Louisville's not very good either. I'll take Syracuse plus the three here. I think they're going to upset Louisville, so I love that. What about what about the under in that game? It's 55. Uh, I didn't see. Do you know what the under is on that 55. one? 55. Uh, yeah, 55 and a half. 55 and a half. So I'll say this. I would have to look at pace of play, but my gut instinct says that it will be under because Syracuse is going to kill the clock. They okay. just don't throw the football. Right, so yeah, they're uh, they have played to five uh, five of nine games under Louisville, six of nine games under, and they both and Mikhail Cunningham runs the football, so that clock's going to go. Yeah, I kind of like the under there. If okay. I, just my guess, I haven't studied it, but I do like the under. I've been talking about them tonight. I think Miami's going to go in and beat FSU. They're given two and a half. This isn't the old FSU. I don't understand this line. I think Miami's a lot better right now. I think FSU can beat bad teams. I think anyone who's halfway decent, the Seminoles can't beat. I think the Hurricanes go in there. They should be fired up here. They're playing great football. I know it's a tough spot traveling on the road to FSU. I don't. I hope it doesn't go to the hook. I don't want to give that three and a half, right? You want to right. stay at that three or two and a half. So I like Miami giving two and a half against the Seminoles. And this one is, and I love betting on these West Coast games because I think there's value out here. Last week I took Boise State and they won. And Scott and I were talking before the show. I was so happy. I, I got waxed on the Texas bet, but I doubled down on the Boise State bet. Utah State, San Jose State. I'm going to give, I'm going to take Utah State, Scott, with the plus four and a half. I know they're on the road, but I'm not impressed with San Jose State. And the Aggies can throw the football around the park. I like Utah, the Aggies getting four and a half here. So that's my three-team parlay. Um, uh, look, I've been terrible at this, so feel free to fade me here. Um, I usually take just teams with some plus points. Uh, I'm going to take a couple overs here. Let's go over 73 in North Carolina, Pittsburgh on Thursday night. Like that one. Uh, how about Mississippi State and Auburn 50? I'll go over on that one too. So uh, I like the over <laughs> on that game. And then uh, for my last game, I think I'll just lay, I'll take the points and take Washington State plus 14 against Oregon because Oregon has been so terrible against the spread this year. So that is going to be uh, my uh, bold predictions here. And that will be our show for this week. So uh, Eric should be back next week. Uh, we'll see just a little under the weather right now. So, uh, you know, uh, hope he, 
has a full recovery and is back with us very, very soon. Follow us Shout out on- to Eric. Get better, Shout buddy. Shout out to Eric, of course. And follow us on Twitter, at Bogman Sports for me, at Call 91 for John, at CF Proton for Eric. John, what do you got coming up this week? Every week, please go to um, Fantrax. My waiver wire gemstones column is up there every week. And if you want, go to the Rookie Big Board channel on YouTube and our College Fantasy Football video show with Skip and Matt. My teammates are up there every Thursday morning. Check that out, everyone. Uh, for me, I've got betting pros coming up this week with Joe. I've got CFP winning edge with uh, Nick and Xavier as well. And then all my ITL stuff, we're going to have Derek Van Riper on to talk some football this week. Ooh. So please check that out. Um, and, you know, anything and everything, you guys know what I do. I'm going to go to Austin this weekend to watch the Longhorns play Kansas. So uh, if they lose that game, I don't know if there'll be a show next week. So we'll see. You know, if they lose <laughs> to Kansas, I don't know if I can take it anymore. But, uh, you know, got to get a win under the belt. But that is it for us. We will see you guys next week. Good luck, everybody. Take it easy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.